0: We had been discussing chapter 2, Sankhya Yoga, Yoga of Knowledge. And as we have seen, this is a self-unformant for the one who has not understood his self. Arjuna has not realized the reality of his own self. Therefore, all this confusion. So, rather than just giving him a temporary advice of what is right at this time perhaps to dispel his myth about the nature of the self and give him the right knowledge. So the verse eleven onwards we had been discussing the nature of the self and the first thing we have heard from Bhagavan is that the self which you and I considered mortal is actually immortal. That the first declaration, very bold. We don't find it very bold because we grew up with it. it. was somewhat embedded in our psyche. However, if you imagine your own experiences of your life, and your own viewpoint towards life, it's extremely revealing. It is completely different than all my experiences so far. All my life, I consider this life to be mortal, Therefore, there is fear of death. And now Bhagavan says this life is immortal. Yourself, which considers you as you. That which makes me feel I. That feeling I which is not related to this body, not this mind, not this intellect. Therefore, I always say my body, my mind, my intellect. That entity he calls this mind is, Bhagavan said, is eternal, is imperishable. That's the first declaration. Second, as we have seen, is then explanation of, then what is this mortal life is all about? How does it relate to that immortality? And he said that immortal self keep taking different state of existence as embodied one. And just as within this body there are changes occurring, when this body becomes not useful for that embodied one, he moves on to find another body. And that change is no different than my growing from baby to young man to an old man and then dying. So, the idea or the concept of reincarnation is introduced right away in the second verse of that discourse. Now, this is something we do find it very controversial, and Swami used to say. That one thing good about my profession is I can bluff all my life and never have to prove anything. And nobody can catch me. That's because this is nothing I can prove objectively. It's the subjective science. Subjectively it can be proved. All of our sages and all the prophets of the world have time and again confirmed the nature of this self but it cannot be transferred that knowledge to you in an objective manner. Therefore, it is called self-unfoldment. Therefore, it can only be prescribed how to feel it, how to experience it. If I had been to Hawaii, and I can give you all kind of explanation, I can write all kind of essays, but the only way you will experience it when you yourself go to Hawaii. So, therefore, this knowledge can only be experienced. So, The concept of reincarnation, again, can only be inferred by our experiences, and not can be experienced or proven objectively. And as we had discussed that all of us do come in this world with very different backgrounds and situations and circumstances. And if Bhagwan was all compassionate and equal to all of us, he probably would have created a standard situation for all of us to come in a exactly the same set of parents, same situation. Everybody is given the same amount of money the first dance and now go and do whatever you do. But that does not happen. That does mean that we may have been carrying some baggage from before we started this journey. I may be carrying some abilities before I started this journey. So it neatly ties the observations in this world which we have of different people having different abilities right from the birth. Different tendencies that it must have, different experiences prior to this existence as this being. So the explanation of why we see the diversity of situations for all newly born in this world is somewhat explained by this concept of reincarnation. The third is why do I then feel this sorrow and happiness in this world if myself is immortal? Why am I not experiencing it? And it explained that, <speaking in foreign language> that the senses, when it comes in contact with the sense object, depending on the sensitivity of the senses that I feel either pain or pleasure. And all these experiences, no matter the painful experiences or pleasurable experiences, are time-bound, finite. And therefore, you bear them or enjoy them, but know that they are going to be possible. So it explains our situation, how to deal with this life. And then we have come to the conclusion... Or Bhagawan came to the conclusion saying, Na asato vidyate bhavaha. That which is unreal has no existence. It may be the figment of my imagination. In my perception there is an existence. A snake which I am seeing in a rope, in a classical example, snake does have real existence for the one who is seeing the snake. But in reality the snake has no existence because it is asat. Before my delusion and after my delusion is over that snake has no existence. Therefore it is asat. That is impermanent. No real existence but a perceived existence. That has no real existence. Asataha na vidyate bhavaha. There is no being for the unreal to come into existence. And for the real, there is no non-existence. The real which is myself has no question of non-existence. There is never, Therefore, I say, there was never a time when this king was not there or you were not there I was not there. That I in I and you in you and he in him and she in her always existed. And will exist Bhagavan said in a different form a gold continues to exist, the form continues to change. The form of a gold bar is temporary. At the whim of the owner, or the whim of the artist, the goldsmith, that will change. And that is impermanent, and therefore it does not have a real existence. What is real is the gold the existence. So we learned that that which is real never ceases to exist, that which is unreal truly have no existence other than in my perception this room space truly has no existence other than its own conditioning there is nothing called room space that really exists here other than the space exists here but i create room space in my perception because of the walls floor and ceiling the mortality is for this walls floor and ceiling I can remove them anytime I want as an owner or somebody may decide to destroy it for other reason. But that can never change the nature of the space within. This space was here, is here and will be here. So for the space's perspective, there is no mortality. From the conditioning perspective, it never really had any real existence other than a relative reality. So, therefore, Bhagavan says, Avinasi tu tadviddhi yena sarvam idam tatam, by which this entire jagat is pervaded. There is existence everywhere. I exist, you exist, she exists, he exists, chair exists, tree exists. So, everything where we see, we consider it an existence. That existence in its purity, is all pervading. Everywhere I see there is some existence of something. That all pervading existence, Bhagavan says, Avinashi is indestructible. A form of an existence can be destroyed, existence itself cannot be destroyed. A table can be destroyed, but the material of the table will remain in some form. Craig is trying to make a table out of wood. Now, the table does not exist right now other than his imagination. But the wood does exist. Because he said, I have this, I will buy this and do that. That wood exists. Table only exists in his imagination. But with his imagination, he can bring the form into existence and it will exist as long as its time is. And then, somebody will say, this is not good enough and it will be destroyed. So the form has the mortality, not the existence itself. tu tadvidhi, know that the all-pervading self, which makes all the existence possible, is indestructible. That also does not exclude you and I. You and I are part of this ever-existing, all-pervading being. And we have in detail, seen in, in self enforcement and this body is nothing but the food modified. It was something else, it became food for me, it became my body, it will become food for some other entities, creatures, worms, whatever. Or fertilizer, because we Hindus get cremated, so it will be fertilized. Vinasam avya na kartum arhati. There is none who is capable of destroying this imperishable self. No matter how much force I can apply to this building, I can have bulldozers, I can destroy this building, but cannot destroy the space. Space was here, is here, will be here. None has any capability to destroy this space. Because this space is all-pervading, ever-pervading. No one has any capability to destroy the space. The self in me, Bhagavan said, is similarly imperishable. And therefore, no one has the capability to destroy that. So if you consider I can destroy somebody's self, you are mistaken. Or somebody thinks they can destroy myself, they are mistaken. Therefore, Gandhiji said, you probably can destroy my body, but you will never be able to win over my soul. Somebody can kill you, but you cannot kill the self in you, the ideals in you, the message which you leave behind. Antavant ime nityasya uktaha sharirinaha. So, what is destructible? I say antavant ime This bodies of this embodied one is destructible. Has an end. This conditioning of this unconditioned space is destructible. Space which is all-pervading, ever-existing, remaining as is, but it has taken up this conditioning, this conditioning which I see as room space is destructible. And it has its own end. It is own beginning and own end. Therefore, there is a little plaque in every office building or new commercial building Say created such, such and such, occupancy, such and such. It says when it was created, it does not have a death date, but we know for sure that this building will not be here 500 years from now. Mortgage companies have figured out the life of your building, typically, 30 years. Therefore, they give you 30-year mortgage because the average life of a building in this country we consider 30 years. So by the time you depreciate this building at the end of 30 year, the value is zero. Because then I so said, now I have to reconstruct what we call it is an adaptive reuse. And we spent as much money, or not as much, probably more money than it, it took them to build that building and just completely change it into something new. It was a warehouse before, now I'm creating office building into it. But it will never exist in the same fashion forever. It continues to change. So, Bhagavan says, Antavanta ime deha nityasya uktaha saririna. That nityasya, for that imperishable one's bodies has end. This conditioning of the room, we have said is room, walls, floor and ceiling. In my case, it is my body, mind and intellect. They have end, but not the self. Those are the conditioning taken upon by the imperishable self. Anasinaha, but that entity which you consider yourself, I consider myself, and he is seeking herself, is anasinaha, indestructible, also incomprehensible. That's the problem we have. We just cannot comprehend the self without its conditioning. Imagining a space without conditioning is impossible. No architect can imagine or no designer can imagine a space. So for me to consider a space, I have to create a conditioning in my mind. Therefore, I can imagine space. If I have to even conceive the space outside, only way I conceive the space outside is in reference to the building across the parking lot, the trees across that, sky and the moon. And If you remove all of them, there is no way that I can comprehend space. And therefore Bhagwan says we consider ourselves in reference to this conditioning, but without that it is incomprehensible. Not possible for you and I to comprehend it. Tasmat Bharata, and therefore continue fighting this battle of life. Do your duties without getting confused about what is your true nature. Ya enam enam manyate hatam vijanitaha na ayam hanti na These are the most quoted verses in Bhagavad Gita that one who considers him to be slayer and one who considers himself to be slain Both do not know the reality. None has the capability to slay the self in the other. I can destroy the building, but not the space. You can kill my body, but not me. My body can be sick, but I will never be sick. Swamiji, Dhiranandji has this standard. He will say, I have no problem. Swamiji, really, you don't have any problem? He said, I as I have no problem. I as anything else have all the problems. I as a father has problems. I as an employer has problems. I as a son has a problem. I as a brother has problems. But I as have everything that I think of as life. Without that relationship, I have no problem. So, Swami says, I as a Swami has lots of problems, you know. But I as I have no problem. So your Vitihan, the one who considers that that. Self can be slain. I want to consider that to be, I, I can slain that self. Both are mistaken. That entity is imperishable. That is what I consider myself when I say I. Without the remaining part of the sentence, I am going, I am walking. All the things starts with I. My very first thought when I wake up in the morning is I. I woke up, I had nice sleep, I am going, the world starts with me, world revolves around me. My world, I am in the center of my world, you are in the center of your world, she is in the center of her world, where our world overlaps are our relationships. So your world and my world only overlaps on a Sunday morning then others only overlaps on a Monday through a Friday because they are my clients or my employees. So their relationship is different because their world and my world overlaps in a different way than your world and mine overlaps. That's our relationship. But the I in us, Bhagavan said, has no ending. Uphav thou na vijanitaha na ayam hanti na hanyate. <inaudible> both who think that this is destructible i am destructible you are destructible i can destroy you know, you can destroy me both are wrong bhagwan said you both don't know neither of them know the reality the reality it cannot be done imperishable cannot be destroyed I am hanti na and with that we will stop here Om sarve bhavantu sukhina sarve santu niramaya sarve bhadrani pashyantu ma kaschid dukkhabhavet Om shantihi shantihi Shanti Hari Om Shri Gurubhyo Namaha Hari Om